Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Jacques Berger, and when I'm stalking Springbok in the Namibian wilderness, all I take with me is a knife and the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast. It's all a real man needs. Episode 34 of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, and you will have just seen and witnessed the semi-finals of the Aviva Premiership, top 14 semi-finals as well, and you will know who is in the final. As it stands right now, I haven't got a clue, because <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Nor has Phil. Nope, me nor, neither. Nor has JB. What? I know exactly who's going to the final. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry, let me just uh, explain what's, what's happening. So, this is being recorded before the Aviva Premiership semi-finals by virtue of the fact that both myself and Phil are on holidays. I know, we, we don't put this little hobby of making a podcast above our families and friends and loved ones and time off work. To, to JB's disgust. <laughs> let's, let's actually just be honest about this. JB is livid that I we're just, not around. J, JB thinks he's a professional podcaster and he thinks we're a, a bunch of amateurs. Just can't believe it. I, I can't spake. Um, <laughs> I thought it, we were gonna we were gonna subject our listeners to having a box set without the last two episodes, because of course everyone wants to hear what we want to say. Oh yeah, yeah. About the semi final. I mean, everyone. That's what yeah. that's what they're here for. Important well, analysis from uh, exactly. From us. So let me. Just I, mean, be- I, I know what I'm going to say already. Um, I was going to be outraged. I was going to be an element of outrage. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably going to be an, uh, aimed at the official. <laughs> well, honestly, we've just had a very tense uh, team meeting in the studio we're in before we actually started this podcast. And me and Phil were saying, well, there's no way around it. We're not going to cancel our holiday. JB wanted me to cut off my family holiday to do a Skype recording. I don't understand why he wouldn't. <laughs> From the other side of the world. Uh, anyway, so listen, we've got this for you. We've got some brilliant stuff coming up for you. Uh, and we will be talking about the Aviva Premiership semi-finals, which as I'm speaking right now haven't happened, but as you're listening right now has happened because what's going to happen is we're going to drop in a review of it from your front room, Phil. Yes. Straight after the final whistle of the games. Uh, Maybe not straight after the final whistle because I'll be in Oslo, but... As soon as humanly possible. As soon as I land... We'll be doing a lounge cast. As soon as I land from Oslo after having found a bar that shows English Premiership rugby... Will be hard. uh, I will be... Me and Jay will be putting something together and it will be dropped in. Right, so that is uh, coming up. So I hope you enjoyed the game. I haven't seen it, and I doubt I'll be able to find a television or anywhere with it on. So I'll just have to keep up to date with the text updates and whatnot. But uh, there's plenty more to come on this. We're gonna have another. We've got another 
entry into the banter squadron. Ah! Uh, we have got um, one of the best 15s that we've done over this past season, and which we're going to be going over again. And right now, and what we're kicking off the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast with, now that for a lot of teams it's the end of the season, it's that time of year when loads of sevens and tens tournaments start happening around the UK, around the world and everything, we are going to select a sevens team from the Aviva Premiership sides. We're using a draft model, though, yeah? Well, yeah, just, and just explain what that's, that's about, JD. Okay, well, as you well know, I want to basically turn rugby into NFL by eliminating knock-ons, but I also want to bring in a draft And a by draft having system. ridiculous celebrations after tries to score as well. Well, it's not anymore, unfortunately. Uh, the, the NFL have pretty much outlawed everything. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. You, you They've can, stopped those celebrations? You can't, the only thing you can do is the Lambeau Spike League. the ball. You can't spike the ball. Oh, you can spike the ball. But you're not allowed to dunk it over the posts. You're not allowed to do anything. Long story, and I'll tell you why another time. But it's actually quite a funny story why you can't. So we're going to do it draft style. Okay, a draft is we basically pick teams, like kids in a schoolyard, we line up and we pick teams, one one after the other. So we can't have the same player Correct. in two teams. So then we'll have three teams of sevens and then we'll throw them out to the uh, listeners and then you can tell us whose team is best. And after I win, um, I can be swag. <laughs> Let's see who's going to pick first. I've got three bits of paper. Do you, which one do you want, Phil? Uh, I'll go for the one on so your left, my pick, right. Picking first will be you. Ooh. Fix. Uh, JB, pick another one. Uh, my the, right or my left hand? The one with my name on, please, Tim. <laughs> right or left hand? Left. Picking second in the draft, JB. Excellent. And I'll be picking third. So okay. Are we going to go first, second, third, then third gets another pick? Yes, so third gets back to back. I think that's a good idea. I don't like going first then. No, because obviously Tim gets... First and sixth pick. So is anyone that's in an Aviva Premiership squad for the season that's just gone? Yeah. Yes. You've um, got to pick the player and also put his position. Yeah, his position in sevens where you will play him. So seven players. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of all the gas men that are in the Premiership now. Uh, Phil, with the first pick of the draft, <sighs> Phil Largan s- selects who for your sevens team? <sighs> There's a core of three that I really, really want, and I imagine whichever ones I don't pick will be gone by the time I get the sixth pick. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It really is. Um, I'm going to go for Manu Tuolagi. Oh! oh! First pick of the draft! Who, My word. Who will be uh, playing at prop for That's me. That's exactly, exactly the guy that I was after. Damn you. I, he wasn't going to be my first pick. I was hoping I could get him as a late round pick. Ooh. Ambitious. JB with the second pick of what? the sevens draft. Sorry, I'm just updating my draft board and getting rid of Manu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so. Oh, don't I'm take the one I really want. Pleased off. to announce that no, the second pick. I know who you're going to pick. Of the po- Egg Chasers draft. I picked George North. Oh, yes! <laughs> Wing. Oh, no, prop. Great shout. Yeah. Oh, so, he, gonna... would, he, ah! would have been, he would have been my other prop if I had if I had the option. You picked. Oh, I wanted him bad. <laughs> I wanted him bad. <laughs> well, so, Tim, board, George. back-to-back picks, Tim. Now, you can probably inflict some misery on us, too. Do you know what? It's a game of sevens, and I'm looking for... It's, it's not just about raw speed, although this person does have plenty of it. It's about footwork, and it's about brains. I select Danny Kerr. 
Oh, good. he's not even on my board. Well, he's on my board. It's a Wowza. good, good pick. I'm glad, I'm glad, glad he's gone. And with the fourth pick and my second pick, I select uh, the housefly, Marlon Yard. Oh. Nice. Uh, what to play wing? Uh, I'm playing Danny, Danny Kerr to play scrum half, Marlon Yard to play... Um, oh, To play wing. Yeah, okay. Okay, so with my next pick... See, there is one that I want more than both of those players, but I've not selected them because I think it's a sleeper and oh, you won't pick wow. them. Wow, wow, wow. My next pick... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm so confused. <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? It is exciting. This is a crazy pick. No, I'm going to leave him because I think he'll go late. I'm going to pick Miles Benjamin. Wow. Ooh. That's a maverick selection. And it's... Where are you going to play him? Oh, no, I missed something. Where are you going to play what him? What a gas man he is. Uh, I'm going to play him as my other prop. Wow. 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 Okay, so now do I get two picks? Yes, you do. Ooh. Is that how we're doing it? Yeah, so you... Yeah, like work oh, yeah, zigzag. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, I quite prefer being on one end, though. Hmm. I'm going to say George Ford to control things at wow. 10. Wow, yeah, I, I wanted him, but that's a good, that's a good selection. Ford off my board. Ford off the board. <laughs> uh, Joe Ford, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> did you have Joe Ford on your board? I may, I may or may not have had Joe Ford on my board. Oh, I can't believe I've gone. Hmm. I'm going to go Mike Brown in my centre. Oh, wonderful, wow. wonderful news. Wow, that's... Uh... Not on my board either. No, not on mine. Damn it. <laughs> I could have left until no, the end. No, no, yeah. yeah, you could have done. <laughs> Phil so far has Manny Tulagi, George Ford and Mike Brown. JB, you currently have George North and Miles Benjamin as your props. <laughs> and... <laughs> James O'Connor. Oh, good oh, shout. Oh, shit, I didn't... Obviously because he's going, I didn't Good think... shout. Smug face. That's excellent. Uh, a scrum half. No, fly half. Fly half, yeah. That is a great shout. That is brilliant. Oh, I'm gutted. I you should him. be. You should be. He's a really good player. <laughs> uh, I'm going to select, and I still, I'm, I'm trying to be tactical here because I think, I think I've got someone that you won't go for. Okay. Is it Banahan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to get him in the team because I think they are electric. I select Elliot Daly. Oh, nice, nice, very nice. That is nice. Very good. Gas. Uh, and back to you, Tim. Yeah, I'm going to select... Right, OK. I'm pretty happy with that shaping up. Danny Kerr, Marlon Yard, Elliot Daly. I might just get my gas merchants done and dusted and sorted and got a choice between two. I'll select Tom Vandell. Nice. Oh, good. Expert on the seven, seven Ta- circuit. He is fastest 100-metre time that anyone can find. A video was him running 10.8 seconds barefoot on grass. Yep. Wow. In socks. Actually. Yeah, in socks. socks. Yeah, wow. So that's my back line, basically, right there. Danny, Danny Kerr, Ooh, Marlon so Yard, Elliot Day, Tom Bandel. forwards to pick. Got my forwards to pick. Jay? Whew. Well, well, well. I would like to pick Kyle Eastmond. Oh! oh you, yes, that's he excellent. Was, he was a potential for me as well. Where are you going to play him? Centre. Centre, oh. right? Centre at the moment. And things might change. Because he was lined up for me at either scrum half or okay. hooker. Hooker, yeah. I'm thinking of hooker. I am still... That's good. James O'Connor and Carly. Good business. Yeah, that is. And George North. Oh, that's... Uh. 
that's a delicious team. Okay, so it's me for yep. two. I'm going to have Khan Fotwali. Oh, fine. At hooker. Yep. Uh, and Nicky Geneva on the wing. Okay. You have got a very robust-looking team, haven't you? That's solid. Yeah. I think my team would smash yours. I really do. Um, Gunnar on the wing. On the wing. Fotwali hooker. I would like to pick Fatu Vinacolo. Oh, nice. No, I didn't want... Oh, no, okay, fine, he's done. That wasn't the one I wanted. Where are you putting him? He's on the wing. Now I'm matching my teams up against against your two. I'm thinking maybe I just need to really hammer the gas home because (laughs) physicality-wise, Phil is going to be like playing Tonga at sevens. (laughs) Just massive brutes of men. Uh, Mm. JB is a good all-round looking team. I think I select Johnny May. Oh, Good. Uh, he's on my board. Good look at well, him scrimmaging against my, my, my team. My, 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 my nightmare nearly came, came to fruition, which is when I picked May, I picked Tom May. I've got Tom May on my board. <laughs> uh, right, so I need to pick again, and I've got a hooker and a prop to select. I'm going to select at hooker, Shout Brits. Nice. Ah, nice. He had to go. He had to go, I guess. Footwork. That's that's six I've got in my team. Danny Kerr, Marlon Yard, Elliot Daly, Tom Vandell, Johnny May, Shoutbritz. Hmm. Back to you there, JB. I wonder if your Miles Benjamin selection is looking a, like you could have done better at second. Miles Benjamin's a slice. Miles Benjamin's like 16 and a half stone. Is he? He's yeah. huge, oh, man. Fair enough. I would not fancy him against Miles Benjamin. Hmm, oh, right. okay. So I need to do a little bit of moving around. However, with my next pick, I'd like to pick Christian Wade. Nice. Oh, why did I not think of Christian Wade? Yeah. You could pick Tom Wondell for some ludicrous reason. Oh, Christian Wade's because he's injured. Out of sight, out of mind. You don't have a draft board, Tim. Yeah. You don't have a draft board. You're missing out. Did you have Wade on your board? He's on my board. Oh. Yeah. Virtually everyone who's mentioned on my board. Benjamin wasn't. So it's me to finish my team then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to go for my other prop alongside Tuolagi. He's going to be Luther Burrell. Nice. And like it. Joe Simpson at scrum half. That's a good oh, scrum half. Ah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> right. ah. So uh, so angry with you. Burrell is your what, sorry? Burrell is my other prop. So you have, so your team, let's do this, at prop, Manny Tualagi and Luther Burrell. Yeah. Meaty. At hooker, Khan Fotowalihi. Yeah. At nine, Joe Simpson. Ten, George Ford. So that- Centre, Mike Brown. And on the wing, Nicky Gonover. Yes. Happy with that. Okay, to complete your Crikey. team there. I've had a bit of a nightmare here, to be fair. So JB, need... you've got George North and Miles Benjamin as your props. Eastman at hooker. Eastman at hooker. So you've got James O'Connor, Vine O'Connor, Wade as well. Well, it's not a typical scrum half role, so I could move <laughs> O'Connor there. Uh, he wouldn't have any problems playing there, I'm sure. Which means your fly half. Cipriani. I wondered if, when Sips would go. Sippers! So who's scrum O'Connor. Ooh, don't like the balance of that team. Oh, oh I do. Def- oh, I defensively, do. I'm not sure. Cipriani, Wade, O'Connor. You've got, you got two wingers and two tens rather than a balanced backline. That's why I like it. I reckon this is the sort of selection which will make people go, eh, I'm not sure about that team. But I, I maintain that this player would be fantastic at sevens. Is he your brother? Well, pick your brother. Nick Rouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Nick would be the first person to admit he would not be good at Yeah, sevens. but you've got, you got to pick him. 
All my props. <laughs> I select at prop someone who has an unbelievable work rate, someone who has proved that they are expert at offloading out the tackle. Jordan Crane, please Someone whose defence cannot be questioned, I select to play prop Luke Wallace. Oh, that's oh, a nice. good one. Yeah. I like that. That is... That's very smart. Yeah, clever. So... Finalise the team. So your team, Tim. I'm writing down my team, props, Luke Wallace, Johnny May, hooker, shout Brits, scrum half, Danny Kerr. Playing fly half, it's a pretty fluid game, isn't it, Tens? Mm-hmm. Elliot Daly, he's, he's, he's a ball player. Good. And then I have got Marlon Yard, Tom Vandell. Tom Vandell. Yard nice. is the gem there. That's, what, that's, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the game the game changer. I, I think, I'm looking at the teams, I think mine wins on gas quite significantly. Johnny May, Danny Kerr, Elliot Daly, Marlon Yard, Tom Vandell. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, my mine front, wins on gas. My front row alone is tremendously quick. Eastman, Benjamin, North. Vinacolo and Wade. And Cipriani, when he was at Wasps, was apparently the fastest player in the squad. JB. Ahead of Saki. Before you're injured, yeah. JB, North and Benjamin, Miles Benjamin. Yeah, props. Eastman, Hooker. Uh, O'Connor and Cipriani in the midfield. Well, uh, O'Connor, Cipriani. Wade, Vinacolo. Oh, oh, you see, I do think word. there's a defensive frailty there, and and like like yeah. Phil said, it's not balanced. balanced. Yeah, it's not balanced. We're not we're, we're not here to defend. I think my team has got the best balance to it: Burrell and Tuolagi, Fotoli, Simpson, Ford, Brown, Conover. I think yours would be one of those teams that turn up at sevens tournaments and try and play like it's a fifteens game. Mm, I agree with that. With they're all backs. I've got not got a single forward in there. Yeah, but you've. Uh... How many forwards have we picked? Oh, who's who's left 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 on, uh, on your board? Phil? Yeah, let's let's talk about who 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 we didn't pick that you might have picked. Yeah, um, Charlie Sharples is sit, I, got gas. T Sharp, no, didn't have these. Benders, on Benders is on my board. Uh, I would like to see the other good, um, Alex. Alex Good, are you mental? Playing ten for one of the teams. No oh, chance. That's quite interesting. I'd rather have a Foden there. Courtney, look, in terms of forwards, mm, yeah, Foden Chris Ashton, gone. maybe he's unfortunate not to be in because he's got... PC boys? He's got a serious Yeah, cast. PC oh, boys. The PCs, that's... Uh, I've got both of them. Croft, Watson, yeah. Joseph, Benders, Noel, Moynihan, Wood. Dave Ewers? Oh. <laughs> um, Gaskell could have been in oh, there. Oh, yeah, I, had, um, I got, rid of, got, got rid of Gaskell. Well, that might be one of the things you could pick up on your team is actually you do have to do a fair bit of rucking and stuff. And when back to the only people rucking... It's not nice. I'm trying to present the ball. It's, it's, it doesn't go well quite often. No. Nope. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll put a little graphic, we'll put we'll put our teams up on Twitter for you at Rugby Podcast and uh, you can you can tell us which team you reckon would win and even suggest your own uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, right, there you go. That's uh, tapping into the seventh season that's going on. Now what we're going to do is we're going to, as we speak right now, we're going to fast forward in time to next week when JB and Phil have sat and are reflecting on what has just happened, which hasn't happened yet as I speak, but will have happened by the time you hear this. Oh dear, it's confusing, isn't it? Uh, the semi-finals of the Aviva Premiership. I'm sunning myself on my holiday. Phil is just back from Oslo by the time this goes out, and JB is stewing on the fact we can't believe we've, we actually have a life outside of this podcast. We've um, abandoned him. Oh, well, well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, cheers, Tim. Um, right, so we're now recording on Sunday night after having watched both of those games. Yep, we're actually recording from the, uh, well, the future, 
in terms of the podcast, or the past, if you're listening to the podcast. But yes. it all makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, fine. So we, we've watched um, a couple of excellent games. Well, Jay has watched a couple of excellent games. I've uh, been drinking champagne in Oslo for two days. Claire. So, so I've watched the highlights, but none of the actual games. So that means that Jay is probably, for the first time on the podcast, the most informed of the three of us. I'm always the most informed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, now let me just set the scene for you for the Leicester-Northampton game. Now, I played sevens on Friday night in some sort of corporate thingy, um, and the winner of this sevens uh, competition got to play a dream team. And the dream team consisted of Ben Kay, Martin Corrie, uh, Leon Lloyd, uh, George Shooter was present, but I don't think he, don't, 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 don't think he played. And afterwards, we, we, all, we all watched the game uh, while, uh, whilst eating. So I was watching Leicester Northampton with a, about a hundred other uh, rugby lads, all, all eating fine food, with the Leicester table directly behind us. So pretty exciting stuff. Very exciting. Yes. Very very good place to watch it. Uh, poss- yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so let's actually get let's actually get in, get into the game here. Uh, as you expect, the atmosphere was absolutely awesome. In fact, the atmosphere was probably um, several times better than the than the actual rugby on show. Um, <laughs> There was some very good stuff. Oh, no, the, the rugby was fine, but I think they were two very evenly matched teams. Yeah. Uh, and because they were evenly matched, it wasn't a flowing, it wasn't like a flowing Super, super 15 game. The physicality was absolutely frightening. Um, uh, Leicester took an early lead through uh, through Manu, and I think they got, I think they scored back-to-back tries. They, they went two, yeah. two tries up, yeah. They were, I think, 15-6 up at, at one point. And then, of course, um, as referees do now, they can't, uh, they can't help themselves but try and in but but try and interfere with the game. So first of all, we had a card for, card for Nicky Oliver, yeah. which was a hundred percent a card. How he didn't get sent off um, after that was incredible. Oh, after that, yeah, yeah. Not, not for that incident. No, not, not for that incident. <laughs> after that, he start he started a fight, and he did something else as well. I think it was a high tackle or, t- or something, something ridiculous. Two things which definitely warranted a second yellow. But for whatever whatever reason it was, the refs um, or the ref. Uh, ref bottled the decision, um, and then th- we had the Mathu uh, Ben Young Tom Young's fights. Well, before that, there was the Bowden yellow card oh. for the for the tip tackle or not tip tip tackle, which because he he lifted him to the horizontal and put him on his back. Um, Such a stupid rule. Let the boys play. Let Look, the boys play. I understand the rule, and I understand it's to protect people from like shoulder injuries and neck or head injuries. But he was driven back. It was a, a good hit by Bowden on Tom Collins, and he put him on his back on the ground. There was no yeah. What was the problem no, with that? What is the problem with that? They. It's the same as the Mar- Marcelo Bosch on Nick Evans. He said they lifted him past the horizontal, but oh. it was only their their legs kind of their back was flat. And hit the ground flat, but their legs went up in the air as you do when you've been been smashed. It just ruins the game. That ref should be lynched for that decision. <laughs> it's absolutely horrific. Um, but then, yes, the the now, fight. The fight was so exciting. Um, <laughs> now, it, the demographic that rugby wants to be targeting isn't housewives that don't like don't like fighting or people like you, Phil, who who uh, <laughs> like t- taking health and safety forms. It's people like me and real men. And <laughs> in that tent was a lot of real men. And it was so exciting when uh, first first fight was that uh, watching um, Young's drop was uh, the reaction was incredible. 
Uh, by the way, what a punch! I've not seen a, a I've not seen a good rugby punch for a few years now. It's very 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 refreshing. Um, <laughs> just just on the other side, I love the intensity of it, but just go and watch boxing. Well, why why throw a punch? <laughs> oh, do, you, do you know what the right the right refereeing call was there? I know what you're going to say. You stand them both up and make them shake hands. <laughs> Did you see the little Twitter exchange between the two of them? Yeah, I did actually. That was good. But, uh... that, that was, see, they still they still get the idea. Unfortunately, the refs don't get the get, don't get the idea, and neither do, do the lawmakers, and they're ruining the game. Uh, so they should have been stood up, made to shake hands, and then crack on. But anyway, decisions aside, it was, it was an incredibly close game, and it was decided in the last second when um, Wood scored. Now, one of the things that we mentioned on the podcast before is um, Leicester's lack of depth in the front row. Yes. And uh, when Wood scored that, after 78 minutes, all three of Monipola, Youngs and Ayerza were on the pitch. They, they played the full match, which is very rare. Whereas Northampton had the uh, luxury of being able to bring in uh, Corby Sierra, a Lions, starting Lions yeah, front row. Yeah, I always wonder, he didn't look great though. I mean, he looked all right, but you know he's, he's still trying to find his feet a bit. It's only his second game back after quite yeah. quite a long time. But I think that Leicester lack of depth in the front row certainly cost him. Uh, I also like the George North try, who uh, scored a try every good prop should should, uh, <laughs> uh, should, should score, which is barreling over from from one yard. Uh, and I just loved the intensity of Wood celebrations. Have, have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, BT showed it in um, super slow, high, <laughs> high definition motion. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Almost as a kind of enthusiastic as Cockerell's <laughs> celebrations after the two Alagi <laughs> try when he was furiously punching the air. Uh, it was it was unanimously agreed on our table that it just Cockerell's not very likable. Uh, just not very likable. I, I appreciate his passion and his enthusiasm, but yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, almost all of us like have that Cockerell. Uh, <laughs> now the very worrying thing about Northampton is. I think they're the best fifteen who just don't have any have any backbone. They lost they lost a Heineken Cup final, they've lost a yeah. Premiership final. They lost a Heineken Cup final from a very winnable position exactly. as well. And now they've come back from from you know from a pretty bad position and won won a semi on the Saracens bogey team. Yeah. So that brings us nicely on to uh, the Saracens, Saracens game. Yes. So Saracens played uh, Harlequins yep. at Allianz Park That's on right. Saturday afternoon. And according to BT Sport, the most exciting part of this game is the fact that rubber crumb can get very, very hot on, on a, on a <laughs> sunny day. Uh, there was at least half an hour dedicated to the temperature of the pitch, which I thought was fascinating. Um, when the rugby started, uh, luckily it was slightly more interesting than the heat of the rubber crumb. Uh, and it basically went, or almost went as I thought it did. Or thought it would, sorry. Which is, if Harlequins can, can break the line and start offloading, they'll win. Uh, and the reason it nearly went that way is because of, again, more silly yellow cards. Well, one silly yellow card that we've discussed, the Bosch. Well, they, they were both silly. So, uh, so One silly from the ref, one yeah. silly from Matt Stevens. What was he doing? I do not know. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was definitely... We can, I think we can all agree that that was definitely a yellow card. Agreed. Now, I think there might be a card missing here, unusually. Yeah, that, you, you've 
you've said this to me this the Sinclair uh, the Brits Sinclair incident yeah well actually two incidents involving Sinclair so there was the big hit on Jack Berger great hit and I thought what a great hit and I and, thought and Jack Berger rode it well as well because it was a obviously. monstrous hit he is a monster I, I could imagine when I saw that uh, for the first time I no had, Jack no I imagine you like a, a worried mother <laughs> running <laughs> you leave him alone <laughs> uh, well I thought about that first hit and I thought any other day, um, well, on another day with another ref, that might have been called for no arms. Uh, luckily, thank God it wasn't. No, it was a um, great hit. It was a tremendous hit. Loved it. Now, the second one was interesting because Sinclair has the ball, and he was he had a storming game. Yeah. Um, and they say that he jumped into a tackle. Now, yeah. my argument would be, how high can Sinclair really jump? <laughs> okay, that would be but the first one. As soon as you're jumping, you're kind of centre of gravity, you're off balance, you've got no uh, resistance. So, Shark Brits drives in low, and he was driving low to high, which is kind of... How much do you reckon Sinclair weighs? 19 stone. You don't accidentally stand up underneath a 19 stone man and don't realise it. Uh, because his weight is obviously top heavy, so he was falling. As soon as he was off the ground and there was contact, he was falling like head and shoulders first. Now, my argument isn't it is a card because I don't think it is a card. Agreed. Because these things happen in you know in the heat of the moment and you know it is what it is. But looking back at some of the very dubious decisions, Jared Payne um, being the obvious one. <laughs> That's not a dubious decision. But go on. It is a dubious decision. Um, I mean, surely Shark Brits should have. Lo- I mean, as you would say, Phil, Shark Brits should have slowed down a little bit, had a look to see what was happening. Appreciated that he left. He left the ground. Actually, Phil, are you not uh, upset about that? That he hit a player in the air because you can't <laughs> hit a player in the air, can you? Well, you can't jump into tackles as well, which is what Sinclair did. Well, which is a rule put I, there to to I stop think, that kind of thing. I think that he was jumping to catch the ball and then offload it. No, he had the ball and then he jumps. Into, Why would he into jump? It makes no sense. It's I, not. I, I have no idea as well, but that's what he did. Well, he. Uh, so I, I, I Shot Brits hit a man in, 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 in the air. <laughs> uh, and the actual um, result of it all, uh, I think, is the most dangerous thing I've seen on rugby field all year. Because... Um, you you know, had a 19-stone man landing on his head. Yeah, he looked like he's breakdancing. <laughs> so I'm very surprised that no action was taken. But I was also relieved that, for once in his life, Wayne Barnes used common sense, which is very, very rare. <laughs> so good, got, good for him. Yeah, got the right decision. But don't worry, he... He ruined it with the uh, more Marcelo, Marcelo Bosch. Yeah, we can definitely agree on that. Now, I've got a bit of a problem here, Phil. Okay. Um, I fell asleep for the second half of the Saracens game. Okay. And also all of the FA Cup, so you won't be getting an FA Cup uh, run-through either. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, the game, the second half of the game, from the highlights that I've seen, kind of went, um, as expected, Saracens brought on their big international substitutes and scored a few good tries. Um, the handling and the offloading for the Ashton's try, the final try, was really, really good. That was it nice. went, went through like three or four pairs of hands. Where does this leave Ashton? Because he's been playing phenomenal over the last few few weeks. He'll probably tour, but will he start? I don't think. Um, I, I don't think Lancaster likes him. No, no. But he is scoring tries. He's in the right place at the right time. He's offering yeah. good support. But the, there are other weaknesses in his game. I think defensively. And his like all round rugby union brain, I think, aren't as all good. brain. His all round brain. He's, well, yeah, maybe, maybe that. But look, uh, rooking and all in that kind of thing, which I know it's not a winger's primary um, thing to do, but 
it's it is important, and there's times when you find yourself in that position. So I find I think it very hard to criticise anyone in that Saracens backline for defence because they are just so so dynamic and deep as a unit. As a, as, yeah, a unit. as a unit, but so. yeah, I think he does get um, not shown up, but he's probably slightly wanted occasionally. And I tell you, the other guy who had a tremendous game is Kelly Brown. Yeah, Kelly Brown looked absolute uh, like an absolute world beater. Um, Interestingly, though, where does this leave the two finalists now? Because I suspect that Saracens would have liked to have seen Leicester, but now they're going to see their North, bogey team, which is Northampton. Northampton, yeah. Um, well, let's, let's get get into it quickly. Who do you think is going to win? Who's, who's, I, I know Saracens will be probably quite heavy favourites. I literally um, have the no idea. No idea. Uh, looking at how, when they faced off against each other this year, Northampton. But then Saris are just dominance. Yeah. Saris are going to be coming off a, a very tough game against Toulon. Yes. that's So Northampton have now got a rest week. Yeah. So they can recoup, recharge. Whereas, yeah, Saracens have got to travel to Cardiff to face arguably the best team in the Northern Hemisphere, the, the reigning H-Cup champions. Heineken, Heineken Cup champions. champions. I was talking to a, a French girl in Oslo um, and she kept on calling it the H-Cup. Uh, yeah, so hmm, I depends. It depends on that Highland Cup final. If they win it and come out with no injuries, which they're not going to do, they might win it, but they're not going to come out with no injuries. Yeah, um, I'm going to go for Saracens because they're going to be on a huge, you know, a huge upwards upwards trajectory. If they don't win it and they're feeling a bit down, yeah, they're either going to have to 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 bounce back and respond. But I actually think that Northampton will win it. I think Northampton have got the best fifteen. Yeah, we, we've spoke about that before. I, I think there's a danger of um, what happened to Toulon last year happening. So they won the Heineken Cup, and then the following weekend they lost to Cast in the top 14 final. Yeah. Um, because I don't think they had any significant injuries in that match, but there was kind of the hangover, the euphoria, and then they had to get up again for another huge game. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be, uh, it will be difficult for them to win both trophies. So, in fact, I'm going to say, and I think I said it last week, Saracens to finish the season without any silverware. Oof. I think they are going to win the Heineken Cup final. I think the week after that they're going to be putting Jack Berger in his um, cryogenic tra- <laughs> tent every every, uh, every night that week and f- stuffing full of Kalahari sheep. Um, <laughs> and I think they are going to turn over Northampton. Ooh, big calls. So I'm going to go for two, um, two trophies for Saracens. Um, and then the other rugby this weekend, we mentioned Toulon beat Racing. Mm-hmm. Glasgow. Oh, what was the Toulon Racing score? 16-6. Oh, they, wow. They won. Okay. Um, so not a high-scoring game. Glasgow beat Munster by a point, which mm. is a, a great result for Glasgow. Yeah. Great result for Scottish rugby, in fact. Um, Munster will obviously be bitterly disappointed. Um, Montpellier lost to Cast. So the, the top 14 final is a repeat of last year with Toulon playing Cast mm-hmm. one week after the Heineken Cup final again. Ooh. So Cast will be, uh, they'll fancy that. And then Les- Was it Toulon Cast? It was, yeah. Wasn't it Toulon Clermont? No, sorry, Clermont Cast. Mm-hmm. I think it was Clermont Cast, because they bottled two... Right, anyway, anyway. Anyway, Ooh. yeah. And then uh, Leinster beat Ulster. Um, and there was an interesting thing in that game where O'Driscoll made a tackle... Um, went down and I'm not sure exactly what had happened but there was fears that he was concussed 
And so the he wanted to mm. carry on, but the medical team wouldn't let him carry on, which is kind of going under these new concussion yeah. guidelines, which is the exact opposite of what happened to Florian Fritz last weekend. Did you see that? No, but... He, so, he so was in the Toulouse Racing It also game. happened to someone else, David David Melly. David Melly got knocked out um, against... Oh, against... Sa- yeah, Saris, Saris. and he came back up, came off the field, which isn't allowed. Yeah, so, yeah. So it, if he was concussed, it's good, good mm-hmm. to see that. Um, but, yeah, that, that sets up a, a nice couple of weeks rugby. Oh, God, and then it all ends. I don't know. Yeah, um, and the chances of um, Driscoll losing his last ever game, minimal. Yeah, very low for Leinster to get beat by Glasgow. Excellent. All right, yeah. let's give it back to the substitute te- teacher, Tim. <laughs> so, just to let you know what just happened, JB and Phil gave their thoughts on the Aviva Premiership semi-finals. They know what the final is. But as we speak right now, we don't know what that final is, but I'm assuming, and I'll, I think it's, it'll be fair to say, what a cracking review of the game. Although yeah. slightly offensive comments there, JB, what, don't you think? It was insightful, um, it was knowledgeable, and it was eloquent. And uh, that's all you can ask for from a, from and, a review. And fair as well. Very, fair. Very fair. Very, very fair. fair. And, and I'm sure, JB, you weren't at all critical Wayne of, Bonds, of an official But we can all point. agree, don't we? Wayne Bonds needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Bonds needs to go. <laughs> All right, it's time right now to invite another inductee into something we feel very, very passionately about here at the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, and hopefully you do as well. Banter Squadron! (laughs) 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 We are twiddling our moustaches with beeswax as we speak. Banter Squadron is here to maintain banter standards in the game we love of Rugby Union, to uphold the traditional rugby banter values and to reward service to banter that goes above and beyond the call of duty. Banter Squadron already has in it its very first member, Brigadier Badger, the Honey Badger, for services to banter. We are about to induct someone else into Banter Squadron. Uh, and this is an accolade up there with player of the season and trophies and medals. It's more than that, Tim. It's more than that. It's, it's They're the protectors of our great game. Yeah. It's not winning a fly-by-night award. Well, next into Banter Squadron, joining the Honey Badger, we send... I don't know, a tear's coming to my eye. I, I can barely <laughs> get the words out. Uh, would, you, would you like to introduce our, our next inductee, JB? Before we actually announce who it is, what do they mean to you, this person? Jamala. I know, yeah. Right. What does that mean okay. to you? So I don't know why I said that then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JB's ruined the uh, suspense. Joe Marler's in Banter Squadron. Well done, Joe Marler. Well done, Joe Marler. Yeah. So was... Joe, Joe Marler means Joe Marler to you. That's what I say, Mick Morgan. <laughs> JB, come on, get with it. Get with it. Joe Marler, yeah. So Joe Marler's in, yeah. So yeah. that's it. What do you want to say about Joe Marler and his services to banter? I think Joe Marler, although he's a young man, has got an old head on his shoulders. He he reminds me of the typical t- uh, touring prop from say the nineteen nineties, nineteen eighties, even as far back as the nineteen sixties. True banter, true wit. Do you not find good, quite often pro- props beard. don't have banter? Quite often. <laughs> Props lack banter, I find, quite often. Quite often, quite often. But it's quite rare to see someone so full of banter uh, in the front row. <laughs> it's all about his hair. Incredible hair. 
I think he's grown out of that now. You know, he's got the full-on beard. He, he did say on the uh, the BT Sport uh, interview at the weekend that he's now he's uh, receding a little bit more. He's having to rein it in. He also accused a child in the cell game of making him his slave. Uh, <laughs> yes. And he questioned the choice of boots for referee. Listen All to listen like. to prior podcast for the stuff I managed to pick up on a, on my phone microphone when I was stood next to him uh, at the Sale Sharks Harlequins game. But as you quite rightly pointed out, there is one moment that singled out Joe Marler for this prestigious accolade, and that is when, in the midst of battle, when Harlequins were playing, he decided to pick up Andrew Smalls on his white boots, the referee. Yeah. Are you wearing those boots for a bet? You know, like Sean David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid for mine, though. Did I just overhear Joe Marler say to referee Andrew Small, are you wearing those boots for a bet? Panther <laughs> Squadron! Panther Squadron! <laughs> 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 Joe Marler, we salute you, well done. We are saluting you right now here in the studio at the Egg Chasers uh, Rugby Podcast. Uh, let's, let's be on our, on our feet and uh, upstanding. Congratulations, what, Joe. Welcome, you're in. You've made it. Shooting the measurements of tedium out of the air. <laughs> there was one other bit of uh, banter that Joe Marler had where he was on the England official RFU channel just doing a little video and was, you know, this this is what we expect. This is above and beyond. He was just simply asked a question and instead of just answering it, he gave a full-on performance of the first song that he played in his car. <laughs> Uh, it was a Dale, someone like you. Alice, give us one line then. I heard that you settled down, <laughs> that you found a girl and you're what next? married now. And there you go, Danny Care was with him. And Danny Care putting his hand up saying, boys, don't forget about me, I've got a bit of banter. Maybe include me in Banter Squadron well, at a later date. See if he passes selection. If you've got someone to select, uh, su- suggest uh, for Banter Squadron at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, right, now, like I say, this is a bit of an unusual podcast uh, that you're listening to in that we're pre-recording it before the weekend's Aviva Premiership matches. JB and Phil from Phil's Sofa have recorded a little bit reviewing the game. SofaCast. Uh, SofaCast. But it does mean we're, we're a bit limited about what we can talk about and what we can do in relation to the rugby that has happened because as we're recording this, it hasn't happened. So what we thought we would do is just maybe take a little wander down memory lane and play you one of our favourite bits of the podcast and this is number 34 we're on right now and every now and again and quite often in fact we pick a, we select a 15 we pick a topic and then we select a 15 and I, we unanimously said this was the one we enjoyed both researching <laughs> and then and then actually laying down a 15 and you'll see that, that that laying down was an accidental Freudian slip Freudian slip thank you Phil um, but there were plenty of Freudian slips well weren't even Freudian slips there was just plenty of well, you're, you're, you're here. You're, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's the porn 15, uh, one of our favourite 15s. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> so, the dream team is where we choose a topic and then select a 15 of people that deserve to wear that shirt. Always provides a bit of contentious debate, and you can always give us your thoughts at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Eggchasers.com. Now listen, uh, today's, this music is because today's topic for the Dream Team is, I don't know how to put this, is porn putting it to... <laughs> it's quite blunt, it? but yeah. Well, it's quite blunt. Should we just call it an adult 
The adult 15. The the, the triple X 15? <laughs> yeah. The X-rated 15? Yeah, X-rated 15. Porn, oh. porn was how you described it to us. Yeah, it was. I guess the message across. But here we go then. So we're selecting just basically players who've got rude-sounding names. <laughs> Pretty much is what it comes down to. So we start in the front row then? Go on then. Cocker? Uh, Tony, no, w- no. T- Tony Woodcock? Tim Cocker. Cocker, yeah. Cocker, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I could be a hooker. Uh, Tony Woodcock, New Zealand. Yeah, Good, solid. Is it? <laughs> Jay, is it? Yeah, I think it's good. No, no, he's <laughs> went over his head. Lost it. What? He's not firing on all cylinders today. I'm, not, not, I'm sorry, boys. I'm, I'm firing on a solid six today. You just said solid. Hey! <laughs> Got there in the end. Uh, mm. There's a couple of other Wood-related ones. Yeah, go on. Nick Wood. Yeah, Gloucester. Tom Wood. Tom Wood. But that's, well, a, that's a back row. We're in front just, row. Just in front row. You're just saying the wood, wood ones. Wood. Yeah, but we're in front row, Jay. Get uh, with it. Trevor Woodman. Trevor Woodman. Uh. I've, got, I've got another prop. Go on. Carl Rimmer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Excellent chief prop. <laughs> Very good. I didn't have that. Um, BJ Botha. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I knew this was going to be a good one. <laughs> oh wow. wow! I didn't. I didn't appreciate this. So when you told me about this um, category, I didn't appreciate it until I started looking into it and doing a bit of research. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be brilliant. Who do we go for there? I, I think Carl Rimmer's got to get in. Rimmer, what? BJ. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. My, yeah, they're, they're the best, too. Uh, uh, hooker, then. I bet we all have exactly the same one written down as our first choice. Yeah. Should we say on three? One, two, three. Andrew, Andrew Paul. <laughs> <laughs> although, although Andy Titterall. Yeah. Uh, 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 whose nickname is Tits. Yeah. Of course it is. The second one. It's Andrew Hall, though, isn't it? Andrew so, Hall. So we've got a brilliant oh, front row. Hall. I don't think we need to discuss BJ Bota, Andrew Hall, Carl Rimmer. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I bet there's a couple of names that feature in second row that we all have as well. Go on. Uh, James Hallwill. Uh-huh. Good. Um, Hallwill, I thought, well, anyway. Uh, uh, and I bet the other one we've, we've both got. Possibly. Dick Greenwood. Oh, no. Uh, is he a second row? It had him down as a second row. I had to research Will him. Greenwood's dad was Dick Greenwood. Dick Greenwood, yeah. Nice. Uh, Danny Grucock. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, so obvious. So I think, um, and I also had uh, New Zealand lock. He played for New Zealand a few years ago. Jeremy, Jer- Jeremy Thrush. Thrush. <laughs> Good. Yes. Good. <laughs> is that is that a consequence of too much action? I don't know. How did you get Thrush? Well, I've got maybe, no idea. maybe this isn't the place for that yeah. discussion. Let's not talk about that. No. Danny Grucock's got to get Danny in, Grucock. hasn't he? And yeah. then or Dick, Dick Greenwood. Greenwood. I quite like Dick, Dick Greenwood. Dick Greenwood. Dick, Dick Greenwood. Dick Green- yeah, definitely. <laughs> Defo. Dick Greenwood and Danny Grucock in the second row. That's brilliant. Uh, back row then. I've got two options at blindside, both with the same surname. Um, Gloucester's Matt Cox and, Ooh, well. and Edinburgh's Sean Cox. Yeah. Good. Sean, Sean Cox is a bit more of a second row, isn't he? Yeah, he plays um, sort of... Chris Cracknell. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that a lot. He, oh, he was an England sevens player, wasn't he? Yeah. He uh, used, used to play for Exeter when they were in the championship, I think. JB's already mentioned Tom Wood. Yeah. And what about this one? A Canadian international who played for a bit in Wales at Ospreys, Chauncey O'Toole. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, cross, cross codes, you go with Ian Hardman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Two more. David Pocock. And going back a few years from... 
The British and Irish Lions 1955 tour to South Africa. Wow. They had a player called Tug Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's in. So how, how do we pick a back row out of that lot then? Tug Wilson. Tug Wilson. Matt Cox, Chris Cracknell and Tug Wilson. Fantastic. Right, we're moving to the backs. This is this is brilliant already. Tim, Tim, what did you have? Uh, Neil, Neil DeCock. Yeah, yeah. I got him. I had one, that, a, a guy that I played against a few years ago. Um, he's currently playing at Roslyn Park. I think he was at Barking when I played against him. He's called Jack Gash. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yes. Come on, if I had come up with Jack Gash, you know, you, you'd, all, <laughs> you'd be all over me saying this can't be verified. This know. is verified, he's played be, against it him. Be, it can be no. verified. You, I can, well, I can bring how you about up on... this for verified then? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said hooker, Max Pepper. Admittedly, I got, <laughs> I, I got it from a... Under-13s. match report <laughs> from Barna Castle. Anyway, on the car down, someone said, Max Pepper, I know his dad. So it can't be verified. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> so it can, you can be verified, so take that back. Fair enough. Jack Gash, you can actually get up a team sheet of Barkin versus Sedgley Park a couple of years ago. <laughs> Jack Gash might even have to be captain, even though he's an unknown. That's oh, no. Good. I'm pretty sure my guy will be captain. OK, okay fair enough. OK, wow. Fly half. I've got, I've got a pair of brothers, which probably won't both get in. Come. The Bells, Tommy and Chris Bell. Yeah. Um, so Tommy Bell plays fly half. Uh, I, I didn't have that. Yep. We could also have had Duncan Bell at prop, but uh, I didn't have those two. I only oh, had, yeah, Duncan Bell, cool. I only had one fly half. Yeah. Um, a guy that was signed by Edinburgh this year, um, although I don't think he's actually played for them, he's called Bruce Dick. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> That's brilliant. I do I do feel like a, a little bit of a, a school kid, just giggling at these. <laughs> Bruce Dick. Who should we go? Do you want Bruce Dick or Tommy Bell? Bell. Bell. Tommy Bell is Better in. known. Centres, then. Saloos. I think it's a good one. Yves Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought you could have had Gordon D'Arcy oh. as well. Any other senses? I had BJ Mather. Okay. Dual nice. code. Yeah, we've had the BJ thing before. Um, have you? <laughs> That's why Phil's in such a good mood this evening. <laughs> um, a Welsh international, Neil Boobier. Boobia, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember him. Spelt B O O B Y E R. Boobia, yeah. yeah. I, I like. Let's go, Boobia. Eve's Dongy and uh, <laughs> Neil Boobia in uh, in in midfield. There was also um, a South African centre from the nineteen seventies called Peter Whip. No, you, no, no. I said <laughs> last week, right, Arthur Lemon. <laughs> Uh, passed away uh, 1984 number 8 for Neath and Wales wasn't allowed it but no you you, you crack on we've got Eves Donkey and Neil Boobier yeah uh, wingers then wingers Nick Cummings Nick Cummings yeah Nick Cummings. the honey badger just gets right up yeah and bloody uh, I was like right up a drain pipe I think he was huffing and puffing and he's a tough rooster sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage actually <laughs> He's good. Been, he's been mentioned plenty of times. Right, I've got one. I've got a good one that I thought of only on the in the car on the way here. Paul Saki. I, oh, that's very did you, good. Did you I, that? had, I had Paul Saki. I good love work. it. I think it's brilliant. Although there is right, it's probably it won't be right for this fifteen, but an honourable mention for a women's French international called Fanny Horta. Nice. <laughs> she nice. plays on the wing, but no, Paul Paul Saki and uh, Nick Cummins, wingers with fullback. 
I'm not going to say this. I'm going to ask Phil to read it because my reading is notoriously bad. I found this this guy <laughs> who plays fullback in New Zealand. Can be verified. <laughs> How would you say that, Phil? Uh, David David Felcher. <laughs> Spell <laughs> Felcher. Captain. Captain. Oh, spell F E L T S C H E E R. Nickname F- <laughs> Felch. <laughs> oh God! Plays in New Zealand. Uh, if, if you're if you're very y- a young rugby fan listening to this, don't look up what that is. <laughs> Just ignore it. Don't Ign- go to UrbanDictionary.com. No, ign- and not do that. Ignorance is bliss. Please no. I, I did have a couple of other fullbacks. Yeah, go on. Perhaps not of the same caliber. Uh, William Ryder. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, and Willie Larue. Oh, good, good. Who do we pick as the fullback? Then do we go with uh, JB's? Find? Da- David Felcher. David Felcher. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> Can I just read out our fifteen? Yes, please do. Our, our X-rated. Porn 15 is... Um, well, true. Just before you read oh, it yeah, out, go on. Uh, has anyone got a coach? E- oh! And yeah, I, I, I do, I do, I and do. I, and I've got a stadium. I've got a stadium. I've got a stadium <laughs> as well. <laughs> I bet we've got the same one. Um, I've got a coach, Dick Best. No. Oh. I had a different coach. Go on. Uh, I had Les Kiss. He <laughs> 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 was Ireland's defence defense <laughs> coach uh, who took over... After Declan Kidney uh, replacement for a, a short period. Les Kiss is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, go on, then what's your stadium, Jay? Shall we do, do, do it at the same time? Three, two, one. Six ways. Parker's Butts. <laughs> <laughs> I like yours better. <laughs> what was yours, Tim? Barker's Butts. It's a, it's a rugby club in the in the Midlands, I think. <laughs> Six ways. Six ways. That's amazing. I love it. Although, have you seen the picture of the new Qatari World Cup football stadium? I reckon that could uh, potentially be a stadium for this 15 to be playing. Oh, really? Have you not seen it? Nope. No. Have you not seen a picture? Nope. Oh, my word. How have you missed this? Hold on a minute. Uh, Qatar Stadium. Right. I'm going to show you a picture of the Qatar National Stadium. So this is for the the World Cup that's coming the up, World up Cup in, in 2015. 20, this, this is where... So, oh, no, 2022? This is one where they're going to have to hope climate change really takes hold. Or I'm, I'm going to show like. you a picture of what the stadium looks like. You tell me if you think that looks... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> horrific. That is horrific. Who did that? Do you it know does what? look a bit like a rugby ball, though. A little bit like a rugby ball. Do you know what this is? A bit is? like something else, too. <laughs> this is clearly the product of a country which doesn't really allow women to do much. Because if they did, if they just had, had one woman on that design team, they might have put their hand up and gone, guys, this isn't a great idea. <laughs> what you're doing, not good. <laughs> um, one final thing before we leave the Dream Team. There is a, a quad rugby team in America, so wheelchair rugby, um, who are called the Portland Pounders. Nice. <laughs> the... Uh... Go Pounders. The Pawn 15 looking for bigger tackles and softer hands. Oh, like it. Nice. That's the strap line. Uh, we've got, they play it six ways. They're, well, they're, they're coached no. by Les Kiss. And the 15 is BJ Botha, Andrew Hoare, Carl Rimmer, <laughs> Dick Greenwood, Danny Grucock, Matt Cox, Chris Cracknell, Tug Wilson, <laughs> Jack Gash, Tommy Bell, Nick Cummins, Eves Dongy, 
<laughs> Neil Boobier, Paul Saki, and David Felcher. <laughs> that boy, that's that's very, fine work. Very well good. Well done, lads. Well done. Right then, boys, another podcast done. Indeed it is. And uh, on to mm. the Premiership final we go. Uh, signing off with Mick Morgan, the commentator, going mental uh, in this little remix. In the final and on in a game. Andy A. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.